Welcome to the audio newsroom. Hey, Steve. This is your go-to news platform for the latest in the podcast and drop-in audio space. My name is Hala Taha. I am the CEO of Yap Media. I'm also joined by Steve Ulsher. Steve, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, good morning. Steve Ulsher, founder, editor-in-chief of Podcast Magazine and uh, creator here of Club Pod. Looking forward to our first audio newsroom. Let's go. Guys, this is the first ever room, so we're just starting to promote it. This is sort of like our beta room. Like I said, we're going to be recording this and putting this up on a podcast. We're going to be here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The way that this is going to work is that you're going to be hearing from all the different movers and shakers in the podcast and drop-in audio space. The reason why I got the idea for this room is because there's so many different news updates that's been flying around. I think ever since Twitter Spaces launched, Launched, then Facebook had this podcast announcement. Then there was rumors of LinkedIn and then Spotify launched all this stuff. It just seems like every day there's some new announcement that we need to keep up with. And the fact is that the podcast and drop in audio space is maturing, especially podcasting is maturing and, and all these different apps are trying to compete, coming out with new features. Then the drop in audio space is kind of disrupting everything and, and happening so fast. And I felt like there was a gap for getting all this news information in one place. And yeah, there's different, you know, really popular news sources and emails that go out in terms of the podcast industry, but there's really not one place for podcast news and drop-in audio news. And if you're interested in this stuff, you're more likely to want to listen to the news rather than read it and also be interactive. So one of the goals for this show is to invite all the different executives to come on and give their product updates first hand. So let's say Facebook comes out with an announcement. My goal is to have like a Facebook product director or somebody like who's like kind of higher up, come on, give the announcement in terms of what the updates are. And then we can hold a really smart Q&A session where we can actually ask questions directly to the people who know the answers. So I think it'll be really cool. I'm super excited for this. Also want to talk about like the new podcast coming out, what trends and opportunities we see. And I think, you know, we'll keep evolving the show format as it goes on, but Essentially, it's your one-stop shop to learn everything going on in the podcasting and drop-in audio space, and it's going to be new content each and every week. So really excited. And then we also are starting a new newsletter. It's going to be a weekly newsletter that also recaps the news. So if you want to sign up to the newsletter, DM me your email. We'll get you signed up. And with that, let's start with our first news story. So the first news story of the day is that the Clubhouse Android takeover has begun. So as you guys all know, Clubhouse started with iOS only. So Clubhouse recently just rolled out Android to the US, Europe, and UK, and they're going to be rolling out globally on Friday. So a lot of you guys might have seen some uptick in your room numbers, and this is going to even increase further because they're rolling out globally by Friday, and a lot of these international users use Android. Like Android's very popular overseas. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this really is going to impact everything for us. And then also something to note about this is that the Android app lacks a certain number of features. So at the time of launch last week, users, they can't follow a topic. They can't create or manage a club. So if you haven't started a club yet, now is the time to lock in your name before all these Android users come on. They can't link to their social profiles. They can't make payments and they can't change their profile name. So the Android app, in terms of the the app update, it's several updates behind the iOS. So keep that in mind. 
And another thing to note about Clubhouse is that there's lots of talk about how Clubhouse has struggled to maintain its growth pace in recent months. And a lot of the initial hype around Clubhouse has died down. So I'd love to hear, you know, Steve's thoughts about this in terms of Clubhouse. If you think that the Android is going to help boost the numbers with some of the decline that we've seen, I would love to hear your insights on that, Steve. I would just answer this with a very simple word of yay, right? I mean, it's it's very, very exciting. The, the fact of the matter is that, you know, there was, there was a lot of people who felt left out. And so, you know, with it being in beta, with it being invite only, and then with it only being available uh, on iPhone, it just felt, I think, for some a little bit exclusionary. And so now... With it being available on Android, it uh, looks like it's rolling out to pretty much every country here by week's end. It's really, really exciting. I'm, I'm hoping that people will be as excited about it as we are. And obviously, time will tell. But the fact of the matter is that now it's more accessible. And certainly now that you have more people who can invite more folks, hopefully there's no one who wants to get in the can't. And that's, and that's really exciting. Yes, I agree. Super, super exciting. I can't wait to see how Clubhouse grows because I really believe in this app and I'm spending more time than ever on this app. And I kind of like the fact that the people who just wanted like the quick win are, you know, leaving. And and a lot of these influencers who kind of racked up 100,000 followers in the beginning really easily. A lot of them have said that they quit Clubhouse and they got burned out. And as a podcaster, I'm used to the long game, so I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, I know that these it takes time to grow a real community and good things take time. So I'm still excited about Clubhouse. All right, so let's move on to story number two, which is Spotify. They've come out with some more updates. It seems like they're really innovating. So Spotify is releasing a new timestamp feature for podcasts. And it's essentially a new social sharing option. It's a way to include a link to the timestamp in a podcast. So when you tap the share button, you'll see a toggle option that will let you create a link for the current playtime. And after you share the link, anyone who taps on it can start listening to the podcast from that same spot. So basically, if you've got a specific segment that you want to link to, like maybe in a story swipe up, you can link to that specific timestamp. So that's pretty innovative. There's lots of other small apps that have this type of feature, but this is like the first time I've ever heard of like a major player having this feature. So that's pretty cool. And they also have a new library update that makes browsing your music and podcasts faster and easier with search dynamic filters, sorting pins, and a grid view. So it's going to enable you to spend less time looking for content and more, and you'll be able to organize your collection better. You'll have more time to rediscover music and podcasts that you've loved over the years. So hopefully this increases user retention and, and people will be able to to find their podcasts better. And then just as a recap, a lot of you may have heard this past April, Spotify rolled out a paid subscription platform for podcasters that gives them maximized revenue, wide reach and discoverability. And that program is going to be expanding internationally soon. So any thoughts here on Spotify and all the different updates? And if you guys are in the audience, I'd love you to get involved. This is meant to be an interactive session. So if you guys have a point related to what we're talking about, raise your hand. We'll bring you up. This is Uh, open space. And we're just talking about audio news. So we covered the Android app updates with Clubhouse earlier. Now we're talking about all the different Spotify updates. Steve, any thoughts on Spotify? Well, I mean, look, obviously Spotify is making some serious inroads in space. I mean, they've, depending on who you talk to, they've overcome 
a huge deficit in terms of the, the the listenership and downloads as it relates to Apple versus Spotify, right? And so by some accounts, uh, they've actually now surpassed Apple in terms of listenership and the number of people who are who are downloading episodes on, on Spotify versus versus Apple. So Lord knows they're a, a huge player in the game. They just picked up Dax's show. Mm-hmm. We obviously know about Rogan and the other exclusive deals that they're doing. So they are slowly inching their way past Apple and recognize that in order to do so, they have to continue to evolve. They have to continue to be innovative and really set the bar for others to follow and to be a part of what they're doing to kind of follow their lead. So we know discoverability has been an issue for quite some time as far as podcasts are concerned and being able to search and, and, and so on, right? So anything that can be done to make that process better is, of course, a, a good thing. And then, you know, the reality is you just have a, you haven't really had sort of a Google of audio, so to speak, mm-hmm. in terms of where you can just type something in and, and find that exact conversation at that exact moment in time. You could do it generically where you could find an episode, but you could sit through an episode for 45 minutes before you actually hear the discussion on the topic that you're looking for. So to have created what is, for lack of a better term, sort of the Google of audio as far as that's concerned, I think that's a really positive step forward in terms of search and discoverability. Yeah. And I have some really cool stats here. I was doing some research for PodFest Masterclass earlier this week in terms of Spotify versus Apple and like where you kind of should pay attention to. So according to new market forecasts, Spotify's U.S. podcast listenership will surpass Apple podcasts for the first time this year when 28.2 million U.S. users will listen to podcasts on Spotify at least monthly compared to 28 million via Apple. So they're going to be basically neck and neck by this year with Spotify surpassing. And then the other uh, data point that I have here is the 90-day moving average of Spotify's podcast mentions on Google rose by 67% year over year, where Apple rose by 45%. So essentially, people are talking about Spotify more on Google and social media than they are Apple. So really interesting. And I, I think a lot of people are saying the reason is because Apple basically separated out their podcast and music streaming services. So if you want to listen to a podcast, you have to log into a separate app where they're saying that Spotify is creating new podcast listeners because people who listen to music on Spotify are discovering podcasts. And so they don't have to move from app to app. And that's why they say that Spotify is growing is because it's way easier to get new podcast subscribers on Spotify because they're already listening to music on Spotify. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And like Steve said, um, Dax Shepard, he's got this armchair expert podcast. It's coming exclusively to Spotify starting July 1st. So very similar to what they did with Joe Rogan. They're kind of pulling all these huge podcasts onto Spotify exclusively. Awesome. So guys, this is our first ever audio newsroom show. We're going to do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then we're also going to release it as a podcast. So if you miss one of the sessions, you can always go listen to it on the podcast. So DM me or email if you guys want the newsletter, or if you want to get the link to the show when we put it up on the podcast channels next Monday. So we've got Brian here up on stage. Brian, did you have any news to share or did you have any thoughts on any of the news topics we've covered so far? Yeah, just wanted to add some commentary. Uh, this is Brian Jimenez. I am a founder and brand strategist at Archimedes Strategic Branding. Uh, I'm also 
the uh, host of the Archimedes Effect podcast and the producer of the Jehu Garcia podcast. I think it's fantastic that so many people are starting to jump into discovering more podcasts through this increasing penetration by uh, Spotify into this uh, audio space. I think it's great now that they've acquired Anchor as well, which is not only allowing people to people who are on Spotify to listen to music and discover podcasts, but also to create their own podcasts through the simplicity of the uh, Anchor platform. So I think that this revolution with micro stories and people being able to create their own podcasts, share their own perspectives, is essentially a new Gutenberg revolution in audio. And I think it's just exciting to see what's going to come of it. Uh, excited to be a part of it as well as uh, someone who uh, is growing uh, uh, multiple podcasts and really excited uh, actually uh, for uh, your growth as well. How I've been following you on LinkedIn and things for the last few years, seeing the growth that you've had as well. So congratulations on that. And uh, thanks for, for hosting this room. This is Brian and I'm done speaking. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate those kind words. And I agree. It's I think Spotify is really doing it right when it comes to innovation. I always said that. I always said that Apple seems to not be innovating. I mean, how long was their analytics in beta? Like I, I've been running my podcast for three years. Their analytics were in beta for the whole three years I had my podcast. It was strange, you know, how little they innovated. And I think that they're really paying for it now and scrambling, in my opinion. And I've been a proponent of, of saying that, you know, don't focus all your chips on Apple because Apple's not the only place where people are listening to podcasts and, and that's proving to be more true than ever these days. So, um, you know, really happy that I focused on all these other apps like CastBox where I have pretty much 100,000 followers. I think probably will reach 100,000 followers today just on CastBox. And I'm really happy I did that because, you know, I, I don't think you should put all your chips on Apple as a podcaster. I think that's the wrong strategy to do in 2021. So we've got Sylvia on the stage. Sylvia, I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of the topics that we covered today. Um, did you have any news to share? Did you have any um, thoughts about Android for Clubhouse or Spotify? Yeah, thanks, Helen. Thanks, um, Helen, Steve, for having this uh, room. I'm looking forward to you bringing this to the community. So my question is about the Spotify innovations and if there is a downside for the industry that we should be aware of. I'm a, a host myself of a podcast. You know, to, I mean, it's an interesting question. Obviously, anytime you put too much power in any one organization's hands, that's where it gets a little bit scary. And so I think it's just too early to tell at this point in terms of what the possible downside or ramifications could be. But look, let's be honest, you are seeing some pretty impressive growth coming out of Spotify right now. They are acquiring more shows when they have the money as they do. And, and your Daniel X has not been af afraid to spend it when necessary. It really gets to, to, at least from my perspective, get to be a, a tad bit concerning because everyone has their price. And there gets to be a point where somebody can pay it and somebody can't. And I know there are some who are going to say, well, not everybody's going to sell or this, that and the other. But look, I mean, who would have thought Rogan would go to Spotify exclusively? Who would thought that Dak Shepard would go to Spotify exclusively? Who would have thought that Spotify would even catch up to Apple in terms of listenership. Mm -hmm. So um, it's interesting. 
but at the same token, when you start, even if we just look at the search as an example, and now we're basically, we're, inven- we're creating an inventory of, of the spoken word. That means that if you have a show that is on Spotify, then all of your words are being inventoried. What does that mean? Well, potentially it means that they now have data that they can use either to attract advertisers or potentially for other reasons. Who knows? But I don't know if I want every word that I am speaking being cataloged. That seems like potentially a dangerous precedent. We'll, we'll see what happens. And, you know, I don't want to be cynical. But at the same token, when you ask the question of what's the potential downside, having every one of my words cataloged is concerning. And I'd be curious to see if others have thoughts as well. Yeah, my initial thoughts on Spotify is that I think that there's a lot of hacking going on in that platform. So unlike a lot of the different podcast players out there like CastBox, Apple, those are really proper podcast players. Spotify is kind of like a social media app and a player. And there's a lot of stuff going on where people pay to be on these huge playlists going on where people pay to be on these huge playlists and then get some things because people were really trying to make it in the music industry. And so there's a lot of services that boost Spotify plays and they're really fluffy and fake. And so some of these stats that I see out there in terms of Spotify surpassing Apple, I wonder like how real are those listens, right? Is there some hacking going on? Because personally, and I haven't really done too much advertising or anything on Spotify, I haven't seen that much organic growth on Spotify myself. And I, I think of myself as like a, a really quality podcast where, you know, if I haven't done advertising, I should, my download should kind of look like what they say the breakdown is if I'm not advertising on a specific platform, right? And I, and I feel like my Spotify downloads are pretty low. And that makes me feel like, is this hype? Is this real? You know, and I just, I'm just not sure how real this is because I don't really hear people talking about listening on Spotify for their podcasts. I uh, would love to hear if Henry or Hannah or anybody else on the, on the panel here um, has any thoughts. Yeah, well, no, on the Spotify thing, I was just wondering, Steve, because you were mentioning the thing about them cataloging every word you say on those podcasts. This is just me playing, not even devil's advocate, but sort of wondering from a data perspective if that could be done with any other podcast on another network by, you know, a third-party company. They're both scary thoughts, but what do you think? Well, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not already being done. I would venture to guess that there are inventories and catalogs of anything that's taking place on the internet in any way, shape, or form, whether it's video, whether it's written, or whether it's pure audio. So there's no doubt in my mind that everything that we are saying in this moment is being cataloged. Everything you've ever said in a video is being cataloged, and everything that you've ever said in a blog post or the written word online is, is being cataloged, whether that's through social media blogs or, or, or the other. So What does that mean? I don't know, other than the fact that I just was talking to my nephew about being a coder, and all of a sudden I'm seeing freaking ads for coding. So I don't know, man, but that's a little scary. I get you on that. Hala, the one other thing I was wondering, just app-related, because, you know, now that Android users have joined, I think it's an awesome bonus. A, some of my friends like uh, Lord Blobby in the audience, he does a room with me, but he is probably one of the most audio heavy guys I know on the app. 
with what he does with it. But now that he's gone from his iPad, his dad's old iPad to the Android, like half the options are gone. He can't even change his quality to high quality audio. And on top of that, just, you know, the overall vibe of the app not working that easily with even with plugging into Apple, you know, half my mics don't even work with it because you need pretty much an iRig to get into it. So what do you all think about that type of stuff? Yeah, I think that's Clubhouse's biggest gripe is that they're not updating their features fast enough. You know, there's millions mm-hmm. of people who flocked to it who didn't have the features that they wanted on iOS and now they just open it up for Android and they're several updates behind. You know, they're getting the app that came out in January, you know. Um, so I think that that's going to be tough for them because there's so much competition out there with Twitter spaces being their biggest competitor. LinkedIn apparently is going to come out with an update. Fireside is about to make major announcements and really ramping up. And a lot of these apps are out the gate with some of these features that we're still waiting on from Clubhouse. So I think that is going to be Clubhouse's biggest threat, in my opinion, is their slowness to come out with the features that people want. And I think that that's going to cause some friction with people on Android really adopting the app and also starting them off kind of on a bad foot. They can't even open up clubs, you know? And so if you're somebody who's been waiting to get on Clubhouse and then now you finally got on, you can't even save your club name, it really starts them off at a disadvantage and they may flock to other apps where they can get early access. Steve, thoughts? You know, I mean, look, it's interesting, right? And, And I hear you loud and clear, and you're right, right? I mean, there's going to be people who don't understand the game of technology. I mean, I've been online since 1993. We launched a store on CompuServe's electronic mall, right? So, I mean, I've been online a long time, and I've seen a lot of maps and a lot of technologies come and go. And the reality is this is an app that is still in beta, right? No matter how you slice it. And the fact of the matter that we are on here right now just means that we've been given early access to something that is still working its kinks out and new features are being added every single day. And you're dealing with an organization that's still relatively in startup mode and doesn't have the same capabilities as a company like Twitter that's a mature organization or a company like LinkedIn that's backed by Microsoft and other companies, right? I mean, it's just, it's like comparing apples to to oranges here. And so there are folks who are going to see the opportunity and are going to be patient with the opportunity, and they're going to, to, to understand that there's going to be some kinks and ebbs and flows here. And then there's going to be others who expect this to be a perfect product, and the UI and the UX and everything else. I mean, just you know, everything that goes hand in hand with technology and actually having real human beings use that piece of technology, some people just don't quite get the game and what this all really looks like. And so is it going to, I don't know, is it going in the long run? Is it going to, going to find its place? And are, going to, are people going to be patient? And, and those who have invested time here, are they going to see the rewards that they were hoping for because it's going to hit critical mass? Um, we'll see, right? But at the same token, all the points that are being made are, are really, really valid. And my concern frankly, is that not everyone will be as patient as those who understand how the world of technology works. So I guess that'll all remain to be seen. Just to um, jump in and um, to answer Henry's point about his friend, Lord Bobby, Bobby, who's in in the audience. I'm sure this has probably been mentioned before, but Club Deck 
is uh, great just to get round if you are trying to record your clubhouse rooms club deck is just a great way around a lot a lot of these issues it's not without its slight issues but in i've never had any problems with various different mic configurations quality of audio etc and it's totally agnostic so as long as you are got an account on clubhouse downloading club deck regardless of whether you're android or uh, ios it just works is that so i've never heard of club deck and is that like an app like otter.ai that actually works when it comes to recording your clubhouse work rooms <laughs> yeah so just type in club deck in, in, into google you download the app onto your laptop and it's kind of like a tweet deck if people use that. So it works on your laptop. It is Clubhouse. It's built with a built-in recorder because I went down the iRig route. I did all of that. And then two weeks after buying a, a small mixer, the iRig 2, a new microphone, because I needed an XLL microphone and not a, a, you know, a USB uh, compressor microphone. Club Deck came out, so I just wasted like $300 or so. It's great. It's a built-in recorder. Also has audio patches, so you can put title music. Uh, it comes with built-in applause, which is kind of cheesy, but you understand what, what, what they're doing. But I did a music presentation on Clubhouse two, three, four days ago and uploaded all the music that I was going, going to play. Brilliant experience for myself but also hopefully for the listeners as well so i really recommend club deck if you are recording stuff it just makes things so much easier it saves it as an m4a file i believe so the quality is decent as i said you can even adjust the um the bit depth so 400 kilohertz it's great it just works it just works it, it, it's stunning awesome and i see that lord blobby who everybody has been mentioning quite often, has just joined the panel. I know they said that you're the audio king, so any thoughts on Club Deck? And by the way, thank you so much, Rofield, for that awesome tip. If you guys want to get the notes to this session, make sure you DM me your email. We're going to be consolidating notes for the session. And I haven't heard of Club Deck, and I spent $800 on my external hardware to record Clubhouse. So, uh, you know, glad to know that there's an affordable option for people. Uh, Lord Blobby, do you have any thoughts on this specific topic? Hello? Um, yeah, I, I haven't used, I do, and while you were saying that, because I loop, I like to loop. So if you guys say something right now, I can loop your, your audio. And I don't know what I would be able to do with Club Deck because I run, run everything through a mixer. So I have like my, I have like a looper, I have a drum machine, I have a mixer going, I have an iRig, I have an auto-tune pedal, I have this other thing. Yeah. Bobby said, would you say it's how much or what percentage analog is yours? I mean, it's all gear. I have all, yeah. all gear. So I'm not using any like He's hardware versus software, but I mean, yeah. he showed me a system and I was like, I, I couldn't understand the thing, but <laughs> he, he does a lot of live looping, a lot of insanely amazing auto-tuning and synthesizer stuff. It, yeah. It's a yeah, whole it's other just level. Like for, <laughs> just for the looping, because half the fun that I do is looping, looping things that people say. So it's like, I don't know if... Um, because with Loop Deck, it would be on the PC, and I would be having the the USB coming from the the mixer. I don't know how. Maybe I would be able to to do the looping. Still, I'm not sure. But the Loop Deck is a good solution, I think, probably for. Um, and then I wouldn't have to worry about battery. 
or anything or this dumb irate stuff. But yeah, I think my my the worst part about all this this whole setup of is all the wires. Like I feel like trapped to my desk whenever I record anything. And it makes the fun of like the fun of Clubhouse should be that like you're moving around freely. So again, back to their lack of features. Apps like Fireside are coming out with recording out of the gate. And so I think it's going to be, you know, I hope Clubhouse comes out with some, you know, native recording features. I think it would make all of our lives a lot easier. Yeah. And Hala, one other thing to what Royfield was saying, a buddy of mine who's, uh, he's a doctor, but he also worked for Sony in audio for a long time. He said the M1 Mac, like some of the new M1 Silicon uh, processors, can run Clubhouse and Club Deck. I don't know how they're running Clubhouse on a Mac, but maybe there is some way to run apps on an M1 Mac as a developer or something. But I'll try to get more of that info and send it to you. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. So we're going to move on to the next topic and that's going to be Facebook. So Facebook just started their first test of its live audio rooms and essentially it's going to be expanding its audio services. They announced this suite of updates in April for live audio rooms and it's going to allow users to partake in group voice conversations. So they started their first test of this and it looks like it's for creators in Taiwan. So pretty interesting. What do you guys think about Facebook and their latest updates? Because they announced a lot of different features in the recent weeks. So Steve or anybody on the panel have any thoughts on Facebook and what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in for sure. And so the reality is it's interesting, right? I mean, anytime you have someone like a Facebook validates what's going on in this this emerging industry. I mean, that just, that helps to just kind of get that stamp of approval that, hey, there, there's something here that people need to pay attention to. Now, all of that being said, I don't, and I could be dead wrong here as I've been dead wrong in the past about a lot of other things, but I don't feel as though people are going to want to give Facebook any more than they're already giving to Facebook in terms of their time and in terms of their attention and in terms of their data. Right. I mean, we've, we've seen all that's going on and all the conversations that we know about in terms of how Facebook is using that data. And you can see in terms of the number of people who are opting out insofar as providing that data now through the new iOS update. Right. So the reality is I don't see people wanting to give more to Facebook and people are using the platform less. And so this is just, it's a nice feature for them to be able to add. And of course, like with anything else, there will be folks who who use it. But to, to me, it's kind of like just like McDonald's trying to add something that, that another chain has done really well, simply because it's working really well for that other chain. In this case, the other chain is, is Clubhouse and, and Facebook is just trying to get on the bandwagon. So... To me, it feels completely like a bandwagon play. At the end of the day, we'll, we'll obviously see how it all shakes out. But I don't see people who are on Clubhouse, as an example, leaving Clubhouse to then go ahead and jump into the audio mix on Facebook. And it, again, I, I could be dead wrong, but I just don't see it happening that Hi, Hala. My name is Hannah Baba. I, am, um, I come out of public radio, so I work at my local NPR station here in San Francisco, for many years, and I also have a podcast called The Stoop, Stories from Across the Black Diaspora. I want to talk about this idea 
of it's interesting to me the idea of who owns the IP for this, because that's been a big conversation amongst podcasters of color that I know, you know, kind of the the public radio feature storytelling journalism type podcasting. For us on The Stoop, we've been doing this. This is our fifth season since 2016. And we came out of the NPR Story Lab, that original one in 2016, and the Radiotopia PodQuest and that kind of world. And so five years on, of course, you know, for many of us in podcasting, the podcast is not the job, right? We have our full-time jobs. We have our families. We have our homes. And the burnout is real. And you don't get paid most of the time. So you know, being acquired by a Spotify, being acquired by a Gimlet and Audible, all of these has been really tempting for us over the years. But then this issue of of the IP comes up, right? Like they want to own your catalog. And that has never sat right with us. We ended up uh, joining Radiotopia and PRX just a couple of months ago. And the main reason why we joined them is because you as a podcaster own your freaking IP and you own your catalog. So that makes me wonder about this drop-in audio journalism, this drop-in audio world, and who owns the IP for your product and does it really belong to you? And is that something that anybody has been talking about? I think that's an excellent point. And that's why I've chosen to record a lot of my rooms so that it does become my own IP. I feel like if you don't record your content, it's not your IP. And I think it's not your IP until you take it off the platform. But that's not to say that you can't monetize it. I've gotten a handful of sponsorships on Clubhouse for my live events. And it seems to be really, really picking up lately. So I would say that you do own your content in some capacity. You can monetize your live event right now on Clubhouse and that's totally within the rules. You can record it, upload it to a podcast and then monetize it again and kind of own that IP. Any thoughts here on Hannah's great point in terms of who really owns the content when you're speaking on apps like Clubhouse and Twitter spaces and, and Facebook uh, Facebook rooms? I mean, I can speak to that briefly here and I just look at the terms of service, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the terms of service are, are pretty clear, at least, well, they're somewhat cloudy anyway, but I guess they're, they're clear enough that at the end of the day, whatever you say on any particular given platform, they have ownership of, and, and that's, that's a scary proposition. But you're, if you look at the terms of service on most social platforms, you are giving them not necessarily ownership, but at least access to and the right to potentially not necessarily use. But if a standpoint, if something happens from a criminal standpoint on the platform, how do you think that they prove that out? They have access to what transpired on that platform. So at the end of the day, can they use it? Yeah. If it's a criminal case, they absolutely can use it. So it's uh, it's a it's a slippery slope, and I and I think that that is a, a legitimate concern. And to Hollis' point, you know, part of why you want to have a recording of this is so that you can also benefit from the the IP that you're creating here in real time. Any other thoughts here on the panel before we move on to the next topic? All right, I'll make it quick, but just along the lines of like, it feels similar to any other IP as far as like 
who who came up with the concept versus who did a show with you versus who came in after that and threw in an idea. As weird as it is, I try to text or email a lot of these things as well. Like, hey, let's open up a room called, well, let me just think of one. Like I do one called Bedtime Stories. Of course, Bedtime Stories have had, existed for centuries, but my specific type, et cetera, I'll email or text the friend, a friend that when I'm getting it going so that like a couple of years from now, I'm not the Winklevoss side of the equation. Not to say that I think that I'm going to create the new Facebook. I'm just saying just to pr- protect your uh, intellectual property. It's important. Right. Thank you. And, you know, especially in regards to Steve's point about Facebook, that was scary <laughs> for somebody who put a lot of work into into our episodes. They're, they're storytelling. They, you know, we have sound design in there and it's just like a documentary style. And so there's just always this, all of this love and all of this work that's poured into it. And so that's why, you know, you just kind of, you wonder, you wonder about what this means in terms of somebody coming one day and saying, well, you know, you did this on this platform and now it belongs to us or we have some, you know, ownership of it or something along the way. And I was just, you know, just wondering about that. So thank you. Awesome. And I think Nalik had some comments she wanted to throw in. Yeah. So I'm a little bit newer to podcasting. I do stream my stuff into Facebook as well. And I've been able to get like 14,000 followers and it's all great, but it emphasizes on politics. And there's been so many times that like without warning, without notification, I'm censored and I can't use this platform. And so I know there's multiple other podcasters that I know that they like to cover politics and they've been censored. So I don't know how how much this product's going to be used, at least with my friends and myself, you know, because we do so much, just reporting on politics and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and I'll just say the points, the points well taken, right? And so at this point, because the industry is, is so new, right, and a lot of what we try to do here in Club Pod is just have ongoing conversations about podcasting and the intersection of podcasting and social audio, or as Holly calls it, drop in audio and really how that's impacting the, the industry uh, as a whole in various ways, whether you're a, an author or whether you're a business owner or whether you're in the industry as a product or service provider, et cetera, et cetera. And it's to me, these are, you know, it's kind of that uh, the old adage of these are the best of times, these are the worst of times, right? I mean, it's the, it's the best of times because technology is changing so rapidly and, and we're this is the birth of a brand new industry that we're witnessing here in this moment. And how many times in our lifetime are we going to have the ability to to really just be at the forefront of this whole new emerging world? And so there's a lot of wonderful things that obviously take place when you are opening up all of these new territories. And at the same token, you know what happens to the pioneers, right? I mean, the pioneers are the end, the ones who end up with the arrows in their back, right? So there's going to be a lot of trial, a lot of tribulation. There's going to be a lot of hurt feelings and there's going to be a lot of winners, right? And so my take on this is the more people that get into the game, the more it just works in sort of cohesive fashion where you have all of these different worlds putting pressure on this piece of coal so to speak, that ultimately it smooths it down, it roughs out the edges, and you get to something that looks pretty damn beautiful at the at the end here. At least that's my hope, and certainly that's my vision. And And what I love about what we're seeing right now is that you have people who are really 
invested in this and a lot of people who are really invested in this in a way where they're really unhappy about what's going on and the improvements that are needed. And that's when real change is made. If people didn't care and they were apathetic, then nothing would happen, right? The, the good news is people are not being apathetic. And, and to me, that's the best sign of all because it means people want to reach whatever that that line is that we're that we're seeing out here in the future that creates a better product and a, and a better experience for those who take advantage uh, of what's going on here in the world of, of drop in or or social audio. Oh, I was just going to say to Nalik's point. I think you mentioned it was a little frustrating and intimidating that if you create something on Facebook, they could very quickly or easily get rid of it if they find it too political or politicizing. So I would say, similar to YouTube, like they give you an option to shoot that video uh, within their app or within their uh, desktop, uh, whatever it would be, Chrome app. But I would always, it's so weird to say, but like always have a backup or create it off app or, or record live additionally. Because um, what uh, Holland, Steve, and a couple other folks were talking about before is find a way to record your clubhouse rooms whether it's with Club Deck or, or other options, that way they don't save it. But for example, if, if you have a clubhouse room and you really love what, what happened and you weren't recording while doing Facebook or whatever, just make sure you have a backup for your own purposes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's really important. Sometimes I even record my podcast office hours. I don't publish them anywhere. It's just so that I can have a record of everything that was talked about and can transcribe it if I want, send out notes. I think it's really key to try to record these rooms so that you can keep your content and redistribute it as needed and really you know, hit different angles and maximize your time. So I totally agree with that. So the last story that we're covering here in the last nine minutes is, is really exciting. Uh, there's not many reports that come out about podcasting, but a recent report just came out from Cumulus Media and Signal Hill Insights. And they've been doing this report since 2017. They just released one for spring 2021. And I'm going to read some of the highlights here. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the pandemic. So it turns out the pandemic was a podcast listening accelerant. Amongst weekly podcast listeners, the COVID-19 pandemic was a catalyst for increased podcast listening. In March 2021, 53% of weekly listeners reported spending more time with podcasts since the pandemic pandemic, up from 29% in July 2020. So podcast listening has increased since the pandemic. Also, genre exploration has increased. So regular listenership is growing across most podcast genres, suggesting that weekly podcast listeners are venturing out and listening to new genres. So really cool stuff. That means that people are listening to more shows. They're kind of branching out. Also, they're saying that podcasting has an eager audience with about one in two listeners tuning in on episode drop day. So when we release an episode, one of two subscribers are tuning into your episode. Weekly podcast listeners are enthusiastic about their favorite podcast. 46% reported listening to their favorite podcast within a day of its release. I noticed this for me personally. My, my charts always spike on uh, episode drop day very significantly. And so I noticed this as well. Well, this is really interesting, this next one. So pitching ad-free podcast subscriptions won't win over listeners. So content is the win over listeners. So content is the main attraction for weekly pod features. Weekly listeners will pick exclusive content over an ad-free experience. So we've heard a lot of these different apps. I think 
Apple released an ad-free experience and I think a couple others did as well. And so people don't really care about that. They don't mind podcast commercials. And I have another data point about that later on. And they actually care more about content. So exclusive content in terms of monetization and and thinking about how you're going to monetize your podcast wins over an ad-free podcast. So just keep that in mind. Also, they have some data points around Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is a natural brand extension for podcast shows and hosts. Awareness and usage of Clubhouse over indexes amongst weekly podcast listeners versus the total U.S. general population. When asked, the majority of weekly listeners who are aware of Clubhouse agree that the app would be a good fit for their favorite podcast show or host. So a lot of you guys who are podcasters are in the right place. Um, People who listen to your podcast also want to listen to you on Clubhouse. You can make the best of both worlds by recording your Clubhouse session, you know, getting a live audience, getting that live audience to subscribe to your podcast if they didn't listen to the whole session. So just on average, most people who come to a Clubhouse room are staying for about 10 to 16 minutes. So people are not going to be staying for your full, let's say, hour-long show. A great way to get them to subscribe to your podcast is to say, hey guys, if you you just joined in late. If you want to hear the beginning of this episode, we're going to roll it out on the podcast in a couple of days. DM me, replay, we'll send you the full link. That's a great way that I've personally been getting a ton of Clubhouse podcast subscribers and bringing them from Clubhouse to my podcast. So keep that in mind. A lot of podcast listeners will also, also like to listen to their favorite hosts on Clubhouse. So that's great news for everybody here listening today. Also, platforms have exploded while big three dominate. So weekly podcast listeners are accessing their podcasts on more platforms. So think CastBox, Pocket Cast. The podcast world is very fragmented when it comes to user agents. It's something that I talk about all the time, but still Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are a stronghold in terms of the most used podcast platforms. And they continue to grow at the expense of other competitors. And then lastly, listeners feel that podcasts are under commercialized. So this is really interesting. So listeners feel that they're willing to have more ads on their podcasts and they will accept more ads. They feel like podcasts are under commercialized. In addition to that, podcasts have very high CPMs and this study showed that the high CPMs are warranted because podcasts have the greatest ad attentiveness compared to other media. So I think this was a really cool report. I tried to pull out some of the highlights from it. Any thoughts on any of the points that we covered just now and any additional thoughts that you guys want to cover? Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, right? But at the same at the same token, I think it just all bodes really, really well for the future of podcasting and and really the the conversation that we've had here. Matter of fact, over the first month and a half or so here in Clubhouse, really what we were talking about was does Clubhouse spell the the end of of podcasting, right? Will Clubhouse kill podcasting? And ultimately, uh, what we all concluded was that the two very much sit side by side in, in a very synergistic fashion. And the best of both worlds here is what you're starting to see a lot of people do. Like we record all of our episodes or we mentioned radio live here on clubhouse and bring people up to ask questions, et cetera. And that seems to be sort of the best of, of both worlds. It's working really, really well. So I'm excited for what's possible for the monetization elements in terms of people being able to, to sit through those commercials and, and willing to sit through those commercials and, moving people between the two platforms, podcasting with Evergreen, and, and then obviously social audio, dropping audio for real-time conversations that they can actually be a part of. So uh, I think all that data uh, speaks very, very highly 
of this forthcoming trend and the current trend that we're seeing in terms of the intersection of the two. Yeah, 100%. I think it's super exciting. Judith, I know that you joined up on the stage. Did you have any thoughts that you wanted to add to the conversation? Uh, I was just listening and I wanted to say I really appreciate that you guys are starting uh, to host these rooms because like you said, I feel like we are having a lot of conversations around this theme on different places and, and it's really exciting that you guys are bringing that together. So I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, of course. I pinged Judith in because A, she's the best, the hottest lemon on Clubhouse, but B, because, yeah, I love that it was so specific. Like when I saw the name of it, I thought you were doing news. I was like, oh, I'll come in and listen to the news, but it's literally audio news. <laughs> so it was really cool for us because, you know, of course, we're at the very beginning stages of things, but we're like buying new mics, trying to do, I think someone said they spent 700 bucks before figuring out a better way. So yeah, thanks for creating this podcast. It's nice to be able to know there are resources for us. Yeah, 100%. We are really excited. Awesome. So we're just running up on time here. I think this was a great first debut audio newsroom session and event. I think this is going to get bigger and better each and every day that we do this. Like literally we didn't even promote this. So thank you guys. So for, uh, you know, showing up, we're going to be promoting this more, making a big splash. Like I said, inviting executives, we're going to start coming out with an agenda each week. So you guys can kind of stay tuned. If you want to join like the Spotify session, for example, I think it's going to be really interesting. And a lot of the apps have already expressed interest in coming and sharing their product updates. So I'm really excited. Again, if you guys want the notes to the session, DM me your email um, so we can get you those. We can also send you the link to the podcast, which is going to be released uh, starting Monday. And then if you guys ever miss a room, you guys can always check it out on the podcast. Like Steve said, it's this clubhouse slash evergreen strategy at, at work right now. So I hope you guys learned a thing or two listening to this session. Steve or anybody on the panel, any last words before we close up? No, just super excited to uh, to watch and listen and be a part of what what we're doing here with the audio newsroom and uh, encourage people to set it on their calendar Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific. And yeah, just look forward to getting some, some folks here to, to share their news as well, because I know we're working on that and uh, we'll be hearing from a lot of very interesting people in the forthcoming weeks. Yeah, super exciting. Guys, if you're not yet following Club Pod, uh, make sure you do that. We've got an awesome lineup of events that happen each and every day. We're very curated, very strategic in terms of our room. So for example, I host a podcast office hours event every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I think it's the largest podcast educational event on the app. Um, so make sure you guys check that out if you want Q&A from some top podcasters. And we've got amazing sessions like this every day. So make sure you follow, tap that greenhouse at the top of the screen, support Club Pod. It's the largest podcaster club on the app. And with that, we're going to sign off and see you guys Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern for the second edition of the Audio Newsroom. Thank you, guys. Thank you.